Welcome to the Grim Den. I am your host, Cynthia. Today's music is courtesy of my good friend Jake. You can find his information in the description. And if you would like for your work to be featured, music or stories, please email me, which can also be found in the description. Today's story is Snow White and Rose Red by the Brothers Grimm. There was once a poor widow who lived in a lonely cottage. In front of the cottage, was a garden wherein stood two rose trees, one of which bore white and the other red. She had two children who were like the two rose trees. One was called Snow White and the other Rose Red. They were as good and happy, as busy and cheerful as ever two children were. Only Snow White was more quiet and gentle than Rose Red. Rose Red liked better to run about the meadows and fields, seeking flowers and catching butterflies. But Snow White sat at home with her mother and helped her with housework or read to her when there was nothing to do. The two children were so fond of each other that they always held each other by the hand when they went out together. And when Snow White said, We will not leave each other, Rose Red answered, Never so long as we live. And their mother would add, what one has, she must share with the other. They often ran about the forest alone and gathered red berries, and no beast did them any harm, but came close to them trustfully. The little hare would eat cabbage out of their hands, and the deer grazed by their side. The stag leapt merrily by them, and the birds sat still upon the bows and sang whatever they knew. No trouble found them. If they stayed too late in the forest, and night came, they laid themselves down near one another upon the moss and slept until morning came. And their mother knew this and had no distress on their account. Once they'd spent the night in the woods and the dawn had wakened them, they saw a beautiful child in a shining white dress sitting near their bed. He got up and looked quite kindly at them, but said nothing and went away into the forest. And when they looked around, they found that they'd been sleeping quite so close to a pit and would certainly have fallen into it in the darkness if they'd gone only a few paces further. Their mother told them that it must have been the good angel who watches over good children. Snow White and Rose Red kept their mother's little cottage so neat it was a pleasure to look inside. In the summer, Rose Red took care of the house and every morning laid a wreath of flowers by her mother's bed before she woke, in which arose from each tree. In the winter, Snow White lit the fire and hung the kettle on the hob. The kettle was of copper and shone like gold. So brightly was it polished. In the evening, when the snowflakes fell, their mother said, Go, Snow White, and bolt the door. And then they sat around the hearth. And the mother took her spectacles and read aloud out of a large book. And the two girls listened as they sat and span. And close by them lay a lamb upon the floor. And behind them sat a white dove with its head hidden beneath its wings. One evening, as they were thus sitting comfortably together, someone knocked at the door as if he wished to be let in. The mother said, Quick, Rose Red, open the door. It must be a traveler who's seeking shelter. Rose Red went and pushed back the bolt, thinking that it was a poor man, but it was not. It was a bear that stretched his broad black head within the door. 
Rose Red screamed and sprang back. The lamb belted and the dove fluttered, and Snow White hid herself behind her mother's bed. But the bear began to speak. Do not be afraid. I will do you no harm. I am half frozen and only want to warm myself a little. Poor bear, said the mother. Lie down by the fire. Only take care that you do not burn your coat. Then she cried, Snow White, Rose White, come out. The bear will do you no harm. He means well. So they both came out, and the lamb and the doe came near, and they were not afraid. The bear said, Here, children, knock the snow out of my coat a little. So they brought a broom and swept the bear's hide clean, and he stretched himself by the fire and growled contently and comfortably. It was not long before they grew quite at home and played with their clumsy guests. They tugged his hair with their hands and put their feet upon his back and rolled him about. Or they took a hazel switch and beat him, and when he growled, they laughed. But the bear took it all in good fun, and only when they were too rough, he called out, Children, children, let me live. Snowy white, rosy red, will you beat your lover dead? When it was bedtime and the others went to bed, the mother said to the bear, You can lie there by the hearth, and then you will be safe from the cold and bad weather. As soon as the day dawned, the two children let him out, and he trotted across the snow into the forest. From then on, the bear came every evening at the same time, laid himself by the hearth, and let the children amuse themselves. And they got so used to him that the doors were never fastened until their black friend had arrived. When spring had come, and all outside was green, the bear said one morning to Snow White, Now I must go away and cannot come back for the whole summer. Where are you going then, dear bear? asked Snow White. I must go into the forest and guard my treasures from the wicked dwarf. In the winter, when the earth is frozen hard, they are obliged to stay below and cannot work their way through. But now, when the sun has thawed and warmed the earth, they break through it and they come out to pry and steal. And what once gets into their hands in their caves does not easily see daylight Snow White was sad that he was going away, and as she unbolted the door for him, the bear was hurrying out. He caught against the bolt, and a piece of his hairy coat was torn off, and it seemed to Snow White as if she had seen gold shining through it. The bear ran away quickly, and was soon out of sight. A short time afterwards, the mother sent her children into the forest to get firewood. There they found a big tree, which lay felled on the ground and close by the trunk something was jumping backwards and forwards in the grass. But they could not make out what it was. When they came nearer, they saw a dwarf with an old withered face and a snow-white beard. The end of the beard was caught in a crevice of the tree, and the little fellow was jumping backwards and forwards like a dog tied to a rope. He glared at the girls with fiery red eyes and cried, Why do you stand there? Can you not come here and help me? What are you doing there, little man? asked Rose Red. You stupid prying goose, answered the dwarf. I was going to split the tree and get a little wood for cooking. The little bit of food that one of us wants gets burnt up directly with thick logs. We do not swallow so much as you coarse greedy folk. But I had just driven the wedge safely in and everything was going as I wished. But the wretched wood was too smooth and suddenly sprang apart 
the tree closed so quickly that I cannot pull out my beautiful white beard. So now it is trapped in and I cannot get away. The children tried very hard, but they could not pull the beard out. It was caught too tight. I will run and fetch someone, said Rose Red. You senseless goose, snarled the dwarf. Why should you fetch someone? There are already too many of you for me. Can you not think of something better? Don't be impatient, said Snow White. I will help you. And she pulled her scissors out of her pocket and cut the end of the beard. As soon as the dwarf felt himself free, he laid a hold of bag which lay among the roots of the tree, and which was full of gold, and lifted it up, grumbling to himself. Rude people, to cut off a piece of my fine beard. Bad luck to you. And then he swung the bag upon his back and went off without even once looking at the children. Sometime after that, Snow White and Rose Red went to catch a dish of fish. As they came near the brook, they saw something like a large grasshopper jumping towards the water, as if it were going to leap in. They ran to it and found it was the dwarf. Where are you going? said Rose Red. You surely don't want to go into the water. I am not such a fool, cried the dwarf. Don't you see that the accursed fish wants to pull me in? The little man had been sitting there, fishing, and unluckily the wind had twisted his beard with the fishing line. Just then, a big fish bit, and the feeble creature did not have the strength to pull it out. The fish kept the upper hand and pulled the dwarf towards him. He held on to all the reeds and rushes, but it was of little good. He was forced to follow the movements of the fish and was in urgent danger of being dragged into the water. The girls came just in time. They held him fast and tried to free his beard from the line, but all in vain. Beard and line were entangled fast together. Nothing was left but to bring out the scissors and cut the beard, whereby a small part was lost. When the dwarf saw, he screamed out, Is that civil, you toadstool, to disfigure one's face? Was it not enough to clip off the end of my beard? Now you have cut the best part of it. I cannot let myself be seen by people. I wish you had been made to run the soles off of your shoes. Then he took a sack of pearls which lay in the rushes. Without saying a word more, he dragged it away and disappeared behind a stone. It happened that soon afterwards, the mother sent the two children into the town to buy needles and thread and laces and ribbon. The road led them across a pasture upon which huge pieces of rock lay strewn here and there. Now they noticed a large bird hovering in the air, flying slowly around and around above them. It sank lower and lower, and at last settled near a rock not far off. Directly afterwards, they heard a loud, piteous cry. They ran up and saw with horror that they had seized their old acquaintance, the dwarf, and was carrying him off. The children, full of pity, at once took a tight hold of the little man and pulled against the eagle so long that at last he let his treasure go. As soon as the dwarf had recovered from this first fright, he cried in his shrill voice, Could you have not done it more carefully? You dragged at my brown coat so that it is all torn and full of holes, you helpless, clumsy creatures. Then he took up a sack full of precious stones and slipped away again. The girls, who by this time were used to his behavior, went on their way and did their business in town. As they crossed the pasture again on their way home, 
They surprised the dwarf, who had emptied his bag full of precious stones in a clean spot, and had not thought that anyone would come here so late. The evening sun shone upon the brilliant stones. They glittered and sparkled with all colors so beautifully that the children stood and looked up. Why do you stand there gaping? cried the dwarf and his ashen gray face became copper red with rage. He was going on with his bad words when a loud growling was heard, and a black bear came trotting towards them out of the forest. The dwarf sprang up in a fright, but he could not get to his cave in time, for the bear was already close. Then, in the dread of his heart, he cried, Dear Mr. Bear, spare me. I will give you all my treasures. Look at the beautiful jewels lying there. Grant me my life. What do you want with such a slender little fellow as I? You would not fill me between your teeth. Come, take these two wicked girls. They are tender morsels for you. Fat as young quills. For mercy's sake, eat them. The bear took no heed of his words but gave the wicked creature a single blow with his paw, and he did not move again. The girls had run away, but the bear called to them, Snow White and Rose Red, do not be afraid. Wait, I will come with you. Then they knew his voice and waited, and when he came up to them, suddenly his bear skin fell off, and he stood there, a handsome man, clothed all in gold. I am a king's son, he said. And I was bewitched by that wicked dwarf who had stolen my treasure. I've had to run about the forest as a savage bear until I was freed by his death. Now he has got his well-deserved punishment. Snow White was married to him, and Rose Red to his brother, and they divided between them the great treasure which the dwarf had gathered together in his cave. The old mother lived peacefully and happily with her children for many years, she took the two rose trees with her, and they stood before her window, and every year bore the most beautiful roses, white and red. And that concludes this week's episode. Well, that just goes to show if a black bear comes to your doorway seeking shelter, let him in. He might be a handsome prince. If you would like your work to be featured, just email me. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day.